This is a Dubai Eye 103.8 podcast. Hi there, this is Mark Lloyd and welcome along to this podcast and we were catching up once again with William Mullally, our movie critic who's uh, been taking a look at various things that we need to watch. Avatar, of course, The Way of Water is the big movie at the moment. I saw it over the weekend and adored it. It's a work of art on screen, three hours long, but worth every single moment. We also chatted about Emily in Paris and Lily Collins, the daughter of drummer Phil Collins, who stars in that and also a movie called Menu. So we're going to whet your appetite for the movies that you need to see. Enjoy the podcast and join me live on the show weeknights 8 through 10 right here on Dubai Eye 103.8. You're listening to the UAE's number one talk radio station. This is The Night Shift on Dubai Eye 103.8. Welcome back to the show and let's turn the TV on or head to the movies right now and take a look at what we need to be looking at in our screens, whether they're small, whether they're big. And I'll say season's greetings to my dear friend and movie critic William Mullally. How are you, sir? I'm good, I'm good. Happy holidays. Happy holidays. I love how Americans say that. <laughs> Happy holidays. Yeah, right. Uh, now then, you normally kind of watch maybe the Holiday Inn movie or, uh, you know, Home Alone. But um, this Happy Holidays, I went along to see the movie that everyone's talking about at the moment. And absolutely, it blew me away. Avatar, The Weight of Water. I know we've been talking about it for a couple of weeks now, William. But it really does have to be seen to be believed, I think. The, the, the colour. Uh, just a, a great storyline and how they blend these characters, these actors and actresses into different kind of um, avatars in the movie. I'm th- I want to just bring up Sigourney Weaver, first of all, who, who plays a young girl. And, and Sigourney Weaver, you know, she's uh, knocking on a little bit. She's not a young girl anymore, but absolutely carries it off beautifully. Yeah, in her early 70s, yeah. um, using the power of motion capture to play Isn't it a, amazing? You know, a teenage girl. It's it's. It's a fantastic performance, and you know some people say you know oh she doesn't sound right for the role, but she's there's there's something different about her, and I think that that just adds to it. It adds this like magical quality. I think all of that's really on purpose, and it just I think makes her even more interesting as the character goes on. Really, honestly, I think it's just a wonderful, wonderful film. But to me, the best character in the movie is. A space whale, I guess we can call them. A tulkoon. <laughs> the lovely um, <laughs> Just fantastic. I mean, what they, it's just an, this enormous creature. I'm not going to give everything away, but, you know, uh, just through its eye, you can c- feel what, what it's thinking or what, what, what it's saying to another character. Uh, but, I mean, Sigour- just coming back to Sigourney Weaver, I didn't know it was her and, until I went home and I thought, I need to take a look at who played what because, you know, I know we've got Kate Winslet in there and, and many more big names as well. But I, I just could not believe it when I, when I saw that Sigourney Weaver had played pretty much the lead character, really, of, of the young girl. Yeah, and I, I think they've been releasing some behind-the-scenes footage as well, where you can see them, you know, actually in their motion capture as they deliver these performances. And you might think that, you know, oh, you know, this is done by computers, what have you. Yeah. But if this is really their raw, honest performance. Barely, like, nothing has been changed from who they actually are to how we see them as these, you know, gigantic blue Navi. Really, I, I think it's tr- like... Everyone, not only Sigourney Weaver, but even Sam Worthington, who delivered a so-so performance for me in the first one, really steps up his game. Mm-hmm. Kate Winslet is tremendous. It's just top Stephen Lang is just wonderful again. Um, it's just, I think, top to bottom, tremendous performances. You know, it's really, I think, this 
small intimate character drama that's also you know a billion dollar space epic at the same time it, it balances those things beautifully yeah the last time i looked and it's probably uh, absolutely eclipsed it already it, it had surpassed 550 million dollars in global ticket sales it's probably way past that now but um it's, now it's past 800 is it eight we're at 800 million now are we okay well i mean it's certainly going to deliver the goods when it comes to its returns isn't it yeah i mean the thing is with this film he's already filmed the third one basically he just needs to finish the the motion capture um he's already filmed scenes i, I believe for the fourth and for the fifth so if this film does well there's so much more story to tell um but we i think it's pretty much guaranteed we'll get that third one yeah but how far we go into this yeah that's still an open question so honestly and i'm so on board for as many of these films as possible i think james cameron is doing some of the best work of his career you know as wonderful as as, as terminator and um, you know, Titanic, Aliens were, I think, really what he's done with Avatar is something special in its own right. It's a fair old resume, that, isn't it? I mean, those movies that you just reeled off there. I mean, if he never does anything else ever again, I mean, he's certainly made his mark in the world of movies. Oh, tremendous. I think, you know, him and Tom Cruise are the, you know, the one-two punch of people saving the cinema-going experience as well. You know, yeah. it's just they're bringing people to see something that you can't experience the same at home. You know, it's best... In, in a theater with a lot of different people around, just having this shared, wonderful experience. And it, it just seems like everyone kind of forgotten that. Everything, you know, had moved on to streaming. Movies that, you know, even right now, you know, Glass Onion just debuted on Netflix, when really that should be a movie we're all going to see in cinemas. But, you know, we have Tom Cruise and James Cameron making us remember why that big spectacle is something yeah. you can't repeat on a streaming service. Yeah. Anyway, go and see it is all I can say. Three hours just flies by and you literally fly out of that cinema, <laughs> literally. Now then, um, I want to move along. And um, Colin Farrell and Brendan Gleeson, I think we first saw them team up back in, uh, uh, well, a number of years ago now in, in Bruges. And they're back together again, William. Yeah, 2008. And it's not just the two of them in front of the camera. Martin McDonough, the writer-director of In Bruges, um, has also you know, written and directed this story, reunited his two most famous on-screen stars in really a movie that is very easy to describe but also kind of hard to describe because it's just, it's just so simple and yet there's just something to it that I, I think even after having watched it, I'm still trying to figure it out. So it's set in 1923 Ireland in an off-the-coast in a faraway island, yeah. you know, very, very rural, yeah. where there's two friends who get together every single day, you know, have a nice time, have a nice conversation. And one day, the friend goes to meet his, his best friend yeah. and finds that he won't talk to him. He finally, after a while, works his way into a conversation and finds out that the guy just doesn't like him anymore, doesn't want to be friends, doesn't want to be around him. And he doesn't know how to handle this. Neither of them really do. He's not really sure why, mm. but he just knows that just something is deeply off here. And you just watch this, you know, broken friendship mm. continue to unravel with these tremendous performances. And at times it's hilarious, at times it's heartbreaking. But I think it's it's really something that only, you know, a writer like Martin McDonough can capture and something like actors of the caliber of Colin Farrell and Brendan Gleeson can truly deliver. Because it's just, I think, a, a really affecting, powerful film. In which, again, an animal takes the, the real stardom here. Jenny, the, the donkey, I think is one of, the, one of my favorite characters of the year. <laughs> Here's the trailer then. Banshees of Inishirin. Call him Sonny Larry. 
Didn't you and he used to be the best of friends? We're still the best of friends. No, you're not. Who says we're not? Sit somewhere else. Now, if I've done something to you, just tell me what I've done to you. When you didn't do anything to me. I just don't like you no more. You liked me yesterday. Why does he not want to be friends with you no more? Why is he 12? What the hell's going on with you and me, brother? He's dull, Siobhan. If you don't stop talking to me... Callum! And if you don't stop bothering me, I have a set of shears at home. And each time you bother me from this day on, I'll take those shears and I'll take one of my fingers off with them. And I'll give that finger to you until I have no fingers left. Does this make things clearer to you? Not really, no. Starting from now. But shush like, party. You know, shush like. Yeah, I'm shush like. There's the trailer then, shush like. Um, the Banshees of uh, Inner Sheeran. Um, the acting sounds magnificent in this one, uh, William. It, it really is. And not just those two. I think, you know, added to the fold here is Barry Keown, who, you know, previously teamed with Colin Farrell in Killing of a Sacred Deer. We saw him as, you know, Joker in the end credit scene of The Batman. Yeah. Um, really just wonderful, wonderful actor who here, I think, brings a really unique energy that just made this a film that I don't think I'm going to forget for a long time to come. You know, much like In Bruges stuck with me 14 years ago, I think Ventures of Inner Sharing kind of captures that Martin McDonough magic in a way that is going to easily end up on my end of the year list. Yeah, it's a message coming in. Watch the trailer for this one. It's kind of creepy, but moving and excellent acting, which uh, I think I would agree with there. You you can almost feel the emotion, can't you? And, you know, he he comes to terms with the fact that his best friend doesn't want to be his friend anymore. I I don't know if he comes to terms with it. (laughs) Even having seen it, I I still, I think it it leaves room for debate. I think it's a fun one to, to discuss afterwards. You know, is it an allegory? Is it about something else? What's really going on here? I don't know if the answers are here, but it is just, I think, such a relatable story at the end of the day. Right, that's Banshees of uh, Inner Sheeran. We're going to come back, and I know William's been talking to celebrities uh, again. A certain Lily Collins. We'll find out what she had to say. This is The Night Shift with Mark Lloyd. On Dubai Eye 103.8, the UAE's number one talk radio station. Yeah, we are talking uh, movies with William Mullally, and we love to do it, let me tell you. We've already looked at uh, Avatar, which is definitely a must-see. And also, if you love your acting, then Colin Farrell and Brendan Gleeson teaming up in Banshees of Inner Is Is that already showing in Dubai, William? Or, or do we have to wait a little while for that. That one's on video on demand, so you can find it pretty much anywhere online. Yeah, there's a dog getting very excited. It's <laughs> also a huge fan of Benches and Um So definitely, you know, go find that wherever you can find your movies. Lovely. Now then, uh, something called Emily in in Paris. This one um, stars Lily Collins. So that's the thing. You say something called Emily in Paris. For a lot of people, this is the show. This is the show that people, I think, have been waiting for, to finally return in its third season here. Um, you know, one of the most popular and beloved Netflix series. Starring Lily Collins, you know, famously daughter of Phil Collins. Get that, right. Phil Collins. Yeah. Um, as a young American woman who has gone to take a job at a marketing firm in Paris and immediately finds that she is a complete, you know, fish out of water who does not belong. She knows nothing about French culture. She knows nothing about French romance, French friends, anything, and slowly tries to, you know, with a positive attitude, stick it in this world. Um, and really, it's. It's a very good-hearted show that is just in- incredibly watchable, full of you know very fun, light performances. This is, I think, a comfort show for, for many. And okay. you know, 
here returning for its third season has not only, I think, become a comfort show for the people that watch it, but a comfort show for the people that make it. You know, speaking to Lily and Ashley Park, who play, you know, best friends on the show, yeah. and I think they've really watched each other grow as people in a way that I think is, you know, as they've grown as stars, also made them, you know, better um, to each other and the people around them as they've gone through this experience. Well, I think that everybody in the world has changed vastly, and we do every day. We wake up different people. But I think that um, I'll speak about her. To watch her really take on this leadership role and the producer that she is and the caretaker that she is, um, the gracious leader that she is, everything about she's 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 beautiful. She's talented. She doesn't have to be kind and nice. And she just always has love with that first. And to watch that growth and to watch her be able to believe in herself in a way that she didn't know she was capable of now has been really, now we're going to cry at the end of the day. <laughs> well, and to watch Ashley advocate for herself, I think has been really inspiring um, to know that you can ask the questions. You can say no, as much as you say, yes, you can advocate for yourself while um, being kind and true and honest. And it can be seen as an uplifting and positive thing as opposed to a burden. Right. And I think that yeah. we both came into this um, very much like Emily, really feeling like um, feeling like we knew what everybody else wanted us to be mm. and what we should be doing. And and I think that we really found in the past three seasons and I, and I think further on and we'll keep cheering each other down along the line of just really listening to our own voice and really listening to um, what our heart and our minds are telling us. So Lindley Collins then and uh, Ashley Parr chatting about Emily in Paris. Here's the trailer. Emily Cooper. Bonjour. Bonjour. I got a feeling I'm in trouble when I look at you. Uh, I'm Emily. You're a new neighbor. Enchanté. Because once I do we, yeah, I know I'm so, you've come to teach the French some American tricks? Has anyone noticed this is a very dysfunctional workplace? I think you're the one bringing the drama. You got that something that I love. I'm so glad we're friends. So you're single in Paris? I didn't tell them you had a girlfriend. So that's uh, Emily in Paris then, the, the trailer. William, if I'd have done that interview, I, I wouldn't have been able to resist talking about her father, Phil. <laughs> Did you manage to keep away from that? <laughs> <laughs> you know, I, I, I think she's become a big enough star in her own right. Yeah. You know, you know, across film and across TV. But I don't think anything has really ingratiated herself or to people across the world like Emily in Paris has. You know, I think at this point, you know, Phil is her dad. She is not Phil's daughter. <laughs> <laughs> okay. <laughs> right. Uh, so where can we see that? Emily in Paris. So this one's only on Netflix, now in a third season. Cool. Right. Now, uh, we want to wrap things up with um, something that looks very interesting to me. Uh, it's quite simply called The Menu. What do we know about The Menu? So it seems like in... You know, 2022, we had a lot of different things that were very much about, you know, rich versus poor, um, to show the different ways that, you know, I think class separates us. And some of that is done better than others. You know, I think um, White Lotus, which is, you know, the OSN slash HBO show, that's just incredibly popular, has done a great job of, you know, showing, you know, people, you know, the ridiculousness of people of a very high class 
while also still doing it with you know humanity and compassion. I think similarly we see that in a movie called Triangle of Sadness, which is also in cinemas right now. Yeah. Even though it just gets absolutely absurd, it's still very much about who people really are at the end of the day. The Menu, which has tremendous actors, you know Ray Fiennes, Anna Taylor Joy, really I, I think should be in that class, and it's been reviewed in that class. You know, it's done actually very well. It's been hanging on. But to me, it's just the most shallow version of this. It's just, it was so disappointing. Oh. I keep watching Ray Fiennes. You know, I was talking to the director of the last James Bond film, and he was telling me about uh, the fact that, you know, after Daniel Craig got hurt on set, he was just, he, didn't ha- he hadn't even finished the script to the movie yet. And he just was making up lines for Ray Fiennes to say so that later they could throw them in in random scenes. Really? <laughs> and Ray Fiennes was sitting there. Really, this is something that really happened on the set of James Bond. And so he was just saying, he was picking up a phone and just saying dramatic lines into the phone with as much heart and as much pathos and as much layers as he could imbue. But ultimately he was saying nothing. There weren't any real scenes written. And a lot of the things that are in the movie are things that were written with no context. And it feels that way here. It feels like Ray Fiennes was given this very empty script, and he's doing his best, just put so much humanity and heart into it. But it's just, it's just not there. And it's sad to see you know, great actors to have that. But it's also interesting to see the way that people want to talk about these issues, but just can't have anything to say about them. And as much as I love these actors, as much as I love movies about food, this one didn't really do it. I'd say stay away from the menu. <laughs> Although it is watchable and, and watch Triangle of Sadness instead. Doesn't sound like it's going to satisfy your appetite as this one, but let's hear the trailer for the menu. Is that going to fit everyone? Yeah, easily. 12 customers total. How do they turn a profit? 12.50 a head, that's how. What are we eating, a Rolex? It's one of his classics. You have to try the mouse feel of the mignonette. Please don't say mouthful. Tonight will be madness. Welcome. We'll endeavor to make your evening as pleasant as possible. Welcome to Hawthorne. Here we are family. Yes, we harvest, we ferment, we gel. We gel. We gel. Sounds like they didn't gel, uh, according to uh, to William on the, the menu. Just before I let you go, William, it's just been released. The Film Academy have unveiled their 15-track shortlist for Best Original Song. I think we've had some good music this time around. Of course, we have Rihanna with her latest song. Um, we've also had Lady Gaga, Hold My Hand. That's um, appeared in Top Gun Maverick. And The weekend he's got his latest for Avatar The Way of Water. I think it's going to be an interesting musical um, Academy Awards this year. Yeah, I think at the end of the day, although it's not the movie that I think struck me the most, I do think that the Rihanna song for Black Panther is probably the one that I can yeah. sing off the top of my head just from that. So honestly, I think that's going to be the winner for me but who knows maybe some stirring performances at this year's award show is going to change my mind well i'll tell you what you deserve an oscar for the sound effects this week uh, <laughs> william and uh, your lovely little dog there that I, I don't know who that i know you're a cat fan but uh, who's the dog belong to and what's his name oh, i'm looking after a dog named joy he's a small little chihuahua <laughs> who's full of 
uh, I guess anger at the delivery man who's just rang the doorbell. Right. <laughs> we I, th- I think we should have talked about the movie Chihuahua, shouldn't we, this week? But next time. Beverly Hills Chihuahua next week. <laughs> Lovely. Well, one-hour review. Yeah, William, thank you so much for joining us. I'll let you get to your uh, delivery at the door right now. And uh, once again, we'll talk more movies with William Malali next week. You've been listening to a Dubai Eye 103.8 podcast. To enjoy lots more from Dubai Eye in the United Arab Emirates, just go to DubaiEye1038.com or find them wherever you normally get your podcasts.